topic that so many people in the office about halfway through the intake kind of uh, take that exhale and say, this is not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Thank you for listening to our podcast. By listening to our podcast, you acknowledge, understand, and agree to the following policies and disclaimers. By listening, you agree that this is not a substitute for mental health care. Although we are licensed professionals, this is for educational and informational purposes only. Our podcast, website, Facebook, Instagram is to be used for self-help purposes and for personal use only. No posts should be considered professional advice. All information is general information only. We are not providing mental health services, attempting to diagnose, treat any physical, mental, or emotional issues, conditions, nor diseases. You are participating voluntarily, and any interaction does not constitute a client-therapist relationship. This is not a substitute for counseling nor coaching. Always seek advice from your mental health and or medical professionals if you have any specific questions and how this information may or may not be pertinent to you. Our social media accounts are not monitored on a regular basis. If you are in a mental health crisis, please call 911, go to your nearest emergency room, or contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you do not agree nor understand this consent and disclaimer, please stop now and do not access our podcast. Please continue at your own risk. Welcome to Belonging is Overrated. This is Casey. This is Lindy. And today we want to talk about what to expect at your first therapy appointment. The intake. The intake. So sometimes places call it different things. So sometimes it's called the intake. Sometimes it's called just a therapy session. Um, But essentially that first meeting that you're going to have where, you know, you are going to be meeting with, with your potential therapist. In the first intake that I do, I usually say to the person, I'm going to ask you about 10,000 questions today. And I'm going to ask you a little bit of a lot of things. And so I say, you know, this kind of builds a picture so that at the end of the session, we have a snapshot of not only what's going on today, but things that could have led up to that. Um, And the triggers that you might be having you know, X, Y, and Z. And so usually that kind of calms people down. It gives them their expectation that we're not going to dig deep. We're not going to out your biggest secret that you might have been carrying or something that you're very uncomfortable sharing with a complete stranger, essentially. And so I like just to kind of give them that, that reassurance. We're not going to get into it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to really set the stage for what structure of what therapy is going to look like. Um, So similar to you, I I say, hey, we're going to be doing lots and lots of questions at this first appointment. Um, And this is really for me to get to know you, for you to ask questions about me. So future sessions, there won't be as much of me talking and me asking you all of these these questions that might not seem pertinent at the time. Um, It'll be more of of them bringing things. And so um, I think that lessens a bit of the pressure in the first session because sometimes people think that that walking in you know they're going to be laying on the couch and they are going to be spilling every deepest darkest thing another thing i also like to let them know is that i'm not here to judge i am here to listen to help them on their journey absolutely it is yeah Mm -hmm. you're also able to say at any point, not just the first session, you know what, I'd rather not talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Or that's really as far as I want to go with that today. Uh, and you're not going to be pushed. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I do tell people though, you know, when we get into these big, big topics, we can't avoid them forever. That's why you're here. However, I am never going to push you further than you want to go. And so, you know, I think that sets people at ease as well, that I'm not going to make you talk about something that you don't want to talk about or in depth about today, tomorrow, or any other day, Mm -hmm. for sure. Another thing I get a lot is um, people thinking that if they're going to tell me something that I might lock them up, this illusion Um, And I don't know if it's from the media or what it is that you when you tell your therapist something or you go into therapy, if you tell them too much or how you're feeling that you might end up being put into the hospital. And that's just not the case. And I like to let that people know that are worried about that, that are worried about, oh, am I crazy? You know, quotes crazy or do I need to be locked up? Are you going to lock me up? Because mm-hmm. um, that's a real concern for some people. And, and, and that's just not how it goes. Back. Sorry. Yeah. I think they hold back. And if they are having thoughts of suicide and, you know, you can have a thought without having a plan or intent and they might not tell you that. And I have had on more than one occasion, someone say, I didn't tell you last time because I didn't know if I could trust you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. Right. Like you can trust it. The trust process is not the same for everyone, depending on your past. However, you know, it's nice that people feel that they are comfortable to tell you that. um, And they know this is a safe space. Now that's not the case every time, right? Like if there Mm -hmm. is a plan or intent, we are going to, we're going to make a step, but it, you know, you're right. The locking up or if they've done something illegal, I've been smoking marijuana. I have been doing meth. I drove home drunk last night by myself. Um, I, we're not here to call the police, have the police bust the door down. We're not doing that. That's, that's not how we roll in therapy. You'll get what's called an informed consent. And so there's a whole document that lets you know what your rights are. And what, and a therapist will go over that with you. You're, they'll say like, here's, here's the things we can and cannot share with other people. Obviously there are limits to that. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, such as like they, they were going to, they had a plan and, you know, plan in place to, to harm themselves or a child or vulnerable adult, um, are some of the big ones. There's others, but making sure you're informed of that. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think that'll also ease your mind to know that you do have rights as a, as a client, you have rights for the privacy. Um, and yeah, just sharing that you've done something illegal um, is is not, we, we can't report that in, to right. anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I also want to clear up a misconception of therapy. Casey, you ready for this one? What? Just tell me what to do. Should I get a divorce? Oh, shoot. Should yeah. I go to college? Yes. We do yes. not tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say you're driving this bus. You know, I am the mm-hmm. co-pilot and I'm over here holding the map, but we can go down any road you want. And I'm just going to sit mm-hmm. here and smile and go down it with you. But we can turn around at any time and go down the next road. So we do not tell you what to do. We don't make those decisions for you. We don't tell you how you should feel or think about something or someone. 
That's a, that's a really big misconception. I hear that a lot. Like, what are you here for today? And they'll say, I just want you to tell me what I should do with fill in the blank. There's a lot that goes into that. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to have the magic wand and be like, yes, do it. Or no. Or no, do not. And that can be really, 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 really frustrating for some people when they mm -hmm. think that therapy. And also sometimes potential therapists or counselors in training who are like, I just want to give all the advice. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're not, we're not advice givers. No, nope. And I'm a firm believer that, and we touched on this last time, no one is perfect. So to believe that I am so perfect that I am not only the expert of me, but I am now Casey, the expert of you. And so I'm going to tell you what to do in your situation that I have no knowledge or feeling about. Yes. And if you do come across um, a, a therapist who does do that, who does adios. have all of the advice, red flag. Yeah. Red flag. Adios. Goodbye. Let's find a new one. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you want. Or is it? And I was just going to go there. I mean, <laughs> it is, it probably is what you want. Um, probably is not going to assist in your growth and being able to um, be done with therapy. Because honestly, that is our goal. Our goal is not to have you in therapy forever. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to have you here, teach you how to um, navigate these situations yourself, not tell you what to do. If we mm -hmm. told you what to do, you would be with us forever, right? Because well, we your... there's some resentment. I yeah, tell you, right. yeah, divorce your husband or no, don't. And then the shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. who are you mad at? Me, because I'm the one that told you that. Mm -hmm. Instead mm -hmm. of like, I made this decision with the best of my ability and the information that I had at that time. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident in this decision. I have no one else to blame. Nothing. And that does segue pretty well into our question of the day, if we're ready for the question of the day at all. We can throw that question in anytime we want, Casey. Yeah. Tell so the me. question of the day that came through was, what if I don't like my therapist? Eek. Yeah. There are some, there's some actual differing opinion. I didn't even think mm -hmm. of this until you had said that because sometimes a therapist might bring up something within you or trigger you uh, and you think you don't like them, but you're just uncomfortable with that thought. And so you're putting that thought on them and you want a different one or they remind you of someone, you know, um, and that, and that can be really hard in therapy, but then say they are giving you advice or they're, they're just not a great clicking fit, which happens. Mm -hmm. Um, you can ask for a different therapist. And that's one thing that I say in my first session, I would much rather you tell me, even if you want to email me and tell me, I would rather a referral. That's my job to make sure you have who works best for you versus what I've heard in some intakes is I didn't like my therapist. So I quit and um, I just couldn't go back to the office. So I just dropped out of therapy. Yeah. And like you said, there are varying opinions on this and you'll get this across different fields, all different therapists, their theory. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is just our opinion. Mine is, I usually say, um, usually you'll have a good feel of if we're a good fit within at least four sessions. If you don't feel connected 
in any way to me like oh yeah i i can tell that we can we can do some work together and there's probably an issue going on there whether it's on my end or your end um but one of the things i really like to do is have them I, I try to allow the space for them to tell me that um and so there are some like feedback informed type of, of of therapy that you can do where you're you know on a regular basis asking hey, how is this working? How is our relationship? Because we know in therapy, the number one um, indicator of success, success, however we decide success, is the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't, if we haven't developed that, then there's something going on. So we have those conversations. So someone comes in and says, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling like we're the good fit. Let's talk about that. And so we talk about it, how we're not a good fit, what they would like to see in a future counselor. How do we translate that into, you know, getting a referral? And in a way, I am then modeling and showing how to handle conflict. Hey, you, we don't have to work well together, but how do we work together to move forward? Mm -hmm. um, so I like to address those things. If it's something where like we've developed a connection, we've done really well, maybe six months down the road, you know, I start to challenge you maybe on some things and you're not liking that. You know, that's a, that's a little bit different. Um, and, and still same conversation of how do we move past this conflict? Because therapy is a microcosm of the bigger world. If we can learn about how to handle these things in the therapy room, we will more than likely be able to do that in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do a hundred percent agree with that. I also think that I know myself and some of the population and, you know, if we're going to have this podcast and have a little differing opinion mm -hmm. that I might not want to come in and sit with you and have this, like I am checked out and I have a $30 copay and I don't want to come and sit with you. It's uncomfortable. Now in a perfect world, right? I would march in and I'd sit down and we had this conversation, but you know, it, is there a happy medium, right? Like between quitting and coming in and talking, you know, I say, and, and I will gladly take that conversation every day of the week, you know, to have that. But I would also rather, if you don't want to do that, to come in or excuse me, to send me an email and just say like, I don't like the way you wear your hair or, you know, swear or laugh or whatever it might be. You remind me of my second grade teacher who yelled at me. Okay. Tell me what you want me to do to help you move forward. Um, and, and so, yeah, like I do agree that it's nice to come in and have that conflict resolution and even potentially see like, okay, Casey is really opening to li listening to me and hearing my needs. And that went really well. I want to stick with you, even though that's not your intention. Maybe I feel that way. But um, also knowing that you aren't going to make me come in if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I see. I No, I totally agree. Yeah. I can see both the points. Yeah. And that's just scary. Um, but you know, like if I've waited five years to go to therapy and I don't click with you, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I just can't do this anymore, but now I'm scared to come in and I'm scared to go back to therapy and I don't know what to do. Maybe an email, although I don't answer a lot of emails, um, quite frankly, just because I don't want to do therapy via email. 
Um, but I would say, you know, thank you. And, and I'll get back to you with a list of referrals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that sometimes is, is maybe an easier way out, but also still looking out for themselves and doing the best that they can for where they are right now. Mm -hmm. Really great point. I think my, my viewpoint was coming as, as the counselor, this is what I would want, which shouldn't be my, (laughs) my initial, but it is, it's like, I want this, but yeah, thinking about the clients, like that's not always the easiest or the best option for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though that's something that I want, I want to have this, I want to have this conversation and I want to teach you how to have this conflict and then move forward. But that's not always the best case scenario. And I, I also forget sometimes about those things like co-pays and um, even time it takes to get out mm-hmm. of the you know, work days and coming in and rearranging schedules. Like, yeah, just trying to make it to appointment isn't always as easy as just showing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, now, thank you, COVID. And maybe before COVID, I just wasn't super aware of it. We have telehealth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can find people, we don't have to drive our car and have it parked in front of this business and feel like everybody sees our car and I don't want to go there. So yeah, good combo today. Yeah. And there's a, and that's what I, I love to end even on this question is that there are a lot more options out there. And so if you're, if you're not meshing and you're just not getting what you need from your counselor, a lot more options out there than there have been in the past. And, uh-huh. um, and, and it could be as easy as searching, you know, and finding somebody else to try. Absolutely. And just to tie that up, I know we could probably go on for an hour about this, but we're not going to, mm-hmm. um, there's waiting lists, Casey, I can't call and get in every single place today. And Mm -hmm. so that makes it really difficult. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of saltiness about this. Like I want to get in today. I've, I've been thinking about this for years Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I called to make my appointment for three 30 this afternoon. And what do you mean? You can't get me in. Mm -hmm. And so just, Mm -hmm. you know, something to keep in mind that we, we are working uh, as hard as we can and um, there might be a wait. And just knowing that when you call that, even if you might just be a little bit ready, but want to get on that list to get an appointment, Mm -hmm. it might be a week or two or more to get to see who you are requesting specifically. Yeah. And, and especially if you live in a more rural area, um, chances are your, if you're not able to travel or, you're will be in a significant weight. So yeah, as soon as you have an inkling of like, yeah, I kind of want to do this, get on the waiting list, look, do the research, get on the waiting list. Yeah. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Start your list mm-hmm. of questions. Um, mm-hmm. That way you can write them down. Uh, therapy journal, you know, bringing your journal mm-hmm. or a notebook um, to therapy with your questions or what you've noticed about yourself or things that you, you know, if you want to tell a timeline, you know, sometimes when we get in front of somebody that we don't know, I do this at my doctor's office, you know, like I have like three things I want to tell them and we might get sidetracked on number one. And then I leave and I'm like, shit, I totally forgot to say that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it is nice to have some things written down 
Um, and I am a paper person all day long. I know you're way techier than I am, but I'm a paper person. So I like to have my little notebook. I like to have things written down so that I'm ready to roll. I just feel more comfortable that way. Yeah. And I, I one of the last things I'd like to note on is that going into your first initial appointment, realize that the therapist is also a human. Wait, I know sometimes that that can hinder us too. going in. <laughs> is that like, oh, my gosh, they know everything. We're human. We are human. So we can connect with your human side. And, and Casey, uh, you and I both have tattoos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I have had people. Sorry to interrupt, but I've had people say like, oh, you have tattoos. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm human, too. Like, mm -hmm. I like tattoos as well. And I think that. Mm -hmm. That gives us a little bit of connection. Like I'm not in a business suit with pantyhose. Is that what those are called? <laughs> pantyhose and nylons, nylons, whatever. But I'm not in a business suit and, you know, looking down my nose at you. We're just, mm -hmm. we're just here to share this space and time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tattoos. I remember when I was early in my counseling career, I had a kid that I was seeing who referred to me as the one with the tattoo on her arm. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, yeah. They couldn't remember my name, but they're like the one that has the tattoo. Yep. That's me. I'll um, take cool cat from moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool cat. She's the cool cat. Yeah. She's the cool one. And yes. <laughs> yes. And parenting, I will be right there with you saying, you know, how much it, it's awful being a parent. It can and be also amazing at the same time. And be that so, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I get a lot. Cause I do a lot of parenting and talking about parenting and, Oh, you never have these problems with your kids. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> we all do. We mm -hmm. all do. We're all in this, in this together. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So numero dos in the books. It is, it is. And I, I think it's great to start this podcast kind of out with talking about therapy because that's going to be the, the the common denominator throughout um what we talk about and what we bring up is therapy and um getting into it is just fabulous and i think if we can do anything to get people to just in the door like that's going to be that's amazing if we can just be like you just start just just start Absolutely. And if you are listening and you, you have a question that we didn't get to, mm -hmm. remember, we've got the email. Casey, what yeah. is it? It is belonging is overrated at gmail.com. And we will answer them on here. We will not answer via email. Um, you'll get a bounce back email saying um, that we do not monitor this page or this email. Uh, and they'll give you a list of resources as well. Um, but send those in. Again, belonging is overrated at gmail.com. Yes. Awesome. This was fun today. This is, yeah. this is going to be awesome, Casey. And thank you for your insight. Yeah. And, and I love being able to chat with you and for you to, to kind of challenge some of my perspectives sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. I think it's going to be fun. I agree. Yeah. So next week, number three, I can't wait to see what this is going to be about. Yes, it's going to be amazing. All right. Thanks for listening. As always, tell a friend and we will be back next week.